Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Lice here with Weekly Wrestling Heat. We are back with another episode. What's bah, up, bah, guys? Bah, 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 bah. It didn't sound like it was like one of those times where we just needed like air horns everywhere. Just bah, 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 bah. right? Am I crazy? <laughs> no. no, you're right. I think it's one of those days. It's pre-WrestleMania week. We are here with another episode. We're getting ready for WrestleMania. Oh man, I'm excited. I am. I am very excited. This is the best time of the year. No, it's not. The best time of the year is definitely more akin to when WrestleMania is actually here. That's the best time. Uh, yes, I, I prefer Rumble. I like Rumble. Oh, like like I prefer the match of the Rumble more, but I prefer the pay per view of WrestleMania more usually. <laughs> that makes sense. I prefer WrestleMania a little bit more than anything else. I like WrestleMania season. Um, you see a lot of cool things, especially during the week of and that weekend before the actual WrestleMania. I know a couple of indie um, indie indie shows going on that have some pretty nice matches um, happening this this weekend or next weekend. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty so. pissed. I'm not in Florida because they're. Uh, they've got a couple of matches that were announced that I I really wish I was in person to see. Like I've, which ones? Uh, Diana Perrazzo has this all female wrestling event where she's in the main event against oh, who's she in the main? Roxy against Roxy, yeah, and then um, they're just a she whole. She is only. Here's one thing about Roxy. Roxy is 19 years old, 19, 20 years old, and she is literally considered one of the rising stars of in, of the wrestling industry right now. Um, at 20, at 18, she won the uh, Reality of Wrestling um, Diamonds title. So oh, wow. she was the youngest champion. She was the youngest champion for Booker T's promotion. Um, So she's pretty good. Yeah, she's pretty badass. I've seen some of her matches in uh, reality wrestling. It's pretty cool. Does does she wrestle? Um, does she wrestle for WWE? Uh, not yet. Um, actually, what about, a, what about AEW? She hasn't. Who is she then? Uh, I don't even know who this person is. Stop talking about your indie darlings. She's <laughs> actually one of the um ones that um one of the few wrestlers that Diana Peraza wants to sign up signed to Impact for the knockouts. I got a question for you about Impact Wrestling a little bit. What's that? Their their females have never been very good, correct? Like, am I am I crazy for saying no, that? Like, no, you're on no. the opposite end of the spectrum. It's everyone wanted to be like their women's division. Since when? That's when did that become Vogue? Are you talking like within the last like two three years or like? No, no this is this has been so when it comes down to Impact. Yeah, yeah, this you guys is like, might have a little bit of a. Like nostalgia glasses going on. Like, no, no. Like, you're like talking about like the, the beautiful people and stuff like that. Yeah, like before, like before it uh, got taken over by Dixie Carter. Like um, before, before that era. Um, so you're not talking about the beautiful stuff. people then, right? I think like, that's well, they were still the beautiful people. Because so, I but, watched during the beautiful people run, and that was not good female wrestling at that time. That was that was very diva esque. That was very tits and ass. That was all that stuff at that time. I mean, Madison Rain could go with any of them. You saw her at the Neon Classic. 
Well, yes, she can now, but like I'm talking, I'm I'm curious because like I look at I look at each each federation with like specialties and stuff like that. Obviously, a little bit I think as most people do, and like I think WWE is is the place to be if you're a female wrestler. Like, there's no if and or buts about it. Now it is, I would say. So okay, so you think Impact was that at one time? Yeah, no. At one point, yes, because they were uh, they were the first to do hardcore matches with women before uh, before WWE picked up on the women's evolution. They were like doing cage matches. They were doing all the all the matches that you gimmick matches that were being that being done now for women. So they were they the women were putting in the work and impact before the Dixie era happened. Once the Dixie era happened, that's when everything just kind of subdued a little bit and they mm-hmm. focused on that. And then, yeah, you, you had girls mm-hmm. like Mickey, Gail Kim, Tara Terrell. They all went there because WWE didn't know what to do with them. Well, I would be curious to uh, look up some classic female TNA um, impact uh, owl wrestling. Did, did you ever watch any of the Corey's matches in impact? No, no. You know, I was never a huge Victoria fan. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not like saying anything negative at all. Just she came into WWE after I had already kind of stopped watching as a, as as often as I used to and stuff like that. And then like I never like followed her like past that or anything like that, obviously. So let's get into this. What news items do you guys want to talk about, if of any? Because I want to get into AEW and I want to get into NXT. I got some I have some I have some things to say about both. And I know you guys do. And I think we so, might even want to um, talk about future stuff. I, I so. think I think the only big news is uh, WWE officially announced um, that they're moving to Tuesdays. They lost the uh, war. They lost uh, the yo, war. There, there's one more week, Matt, and they're only within they fifteen thousand in the ratings. Only within they fifteen thousand. One more week. I'm just saying, only within fifteen thousand. You got lost your big war. son. Matt, what would your thing be if they win the next week and then go to I Tuesday? like I like that me just saying they lost the war is like triggering both of you so bad. And Elias is doing a good job of like hiding it because he knows he knows exactly what I'm doing. But Moyes, you're just like feeding into exactly what I'm doing. But like I see your face, Elias. I know that you're just like holding in what you're feeling right now. Yeah, I know he, it. I know he it. Hates, he hates you more than Melcher right now. But <laughs> what does that what, what does that mean? Like if you and Melvin. Hey, right uh, anyways, um, if, if anyways, um, NXT is here. moving to Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yes, NXT is moving to Tuesdays. I actually really like this move going to Tuesday. Um, I think it might actually entice me to watch it a little bit more. Even like, not not that I wasn't like interested in watching it before, but I like that like it's getting its own date. That makes it feel special to what it's doing. Where. And I'm not, and I'm not saying this like I'm not. I, I legitimately do not think there was a war because wars are not the same as they used to be. Um, it, it's just, it's just going to always be that way, just because, and that's it. But yeah, I like that I have Tuesdays to watch NXT. I like that I have Wednesdays to watch AEW. I like if I cared about Impact, I have Thursdays to watch Impact. Imagine like. We loved wrestling in the 90s when we had two companies, WCW and WWF at the time, and ECW for the hardcore fans that got the pay-per-views or TNT or T- yeah, TNT at, at 11 o'clock at night and stuff like that. Could you imagine if if the, if this was what the 90s was? Could you imagine if you had wrestling Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and every day was different? 
That would be amazing. That would have been interesting. It would have been. So, so here, here's an interesting fact. Um, yeah. yeah. It, it, I think it helps both companies out in the long run because nobody, no, both companies were not hitting 1 million viewers. So um, this will actually help both companies grow. Um, it should. I think it's a good, it, it should, but we'll see. Um, exactly. This is some, this is, this is going to be a real test for both companies to see if they could draw in the, the casual viewer, not the hardcore viewer. Because now you have NXT on Tuesday, AEW on Wednesday. You should see both of them hit over a million, hopefully. I don't think so. I, I don't. I don't even. I don't even think a little bit. Um, I personally, think Raw's going to be out of the millions in a couple of weeks. What does Raw hit on average? Raw got, Raw's averaging one point seven right now. I don't, I don't, I, so I, I think that we're putting a little bit too much like opinion on what a million means. Cause like a million doesn't mean the same thing that it used to mean. Yeah, so, it doesn't. So I don't, I don't think, I don't think either show has to hit a million to be successful. I think both shows are actually very successful, especially in the time of the pandemic. I think, I think that they are both very successful. And I think that the growth that we see, I don't know. It's going to be interesting if, if the, the numbers go far up or if they stay consistent, I think consistency is far more important than seeing a giant growth and then a, a, another downtick in my opinion like well it's it's also matters yeah and it's also and it's also because these yes a, a, the NXT has been on the WWE network for years um but it's the first time they're on actual cable network where diehard fans are are, are not the only people watching the only people so it so now that you have NXT following Raw on USA at the same time slot, you'll see if the company, if the brand continues to grow. And like it, it happened, it's the same thing that happened with Raw, SmackDown, AW, Impact. They all have to good gain that audience. So is you're not you're not going to get three million people in one hit or a million people in one hit. So it's more about the growth for them. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen with both of these with both of these brands um, getting their own time slot on separate days without being on top of each other. Um, and yeah. we'll see what happens. I think yeah. that's the only thing major that I think um, has been going on, unless Moise has something else. News related? No, I want to dive into the episodes. Yeah, I do too. Um, I, I do, do want to actually go on a quick rant about Monday. Um, why the hell did they break up the hurt business already? I heard, I, so I, I did not watch it, but I heard about that and I didn't get like the details, but I thought like if they're doing that, like they're setting up, uh, Bobby to lose this match and to put him into a mid card feud directly after. Well, what, what I, so I, I read that I read a couple of things on a couple of websites. Um, I also read that. This is the beginning of the Bobby face turn for that Brock Lesnar match at SummerSlam. Why does he need to lose his hurt business to his manager? He no, he's still with MVP. He lost the uh, two heels of the group, who were uh, Benjamin. And who were they? Uh, Cedric and and Shelton. Shelton needs to either turn back babyface or or retire. Well, I think I think Shelton could play a part. Like you could do some interesting things in the whole Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar thing with him. 
Ahmed, thank you so much for joining us and watching us here on Weekly Wrestling Heat. If you did not know, we're here every single Thursday, but we're going to be in here a whole lot more in the in the coming times talking about WrestleMania stuff. Thank you so much for joining us, though. We appreciate it. If you have not already, make sure to smack that like button down a little bit and also share the video as well. If you have any wrestling groups that you're part of, share us in those wrestling groups and put something spicy like one of the guys doesn't have a shirt on. Now, you don't have to tell them that you're lying, but it's April Fool's, so you're allowed to stretch the truth a little bit if you know what I'm talking about. So. I, just, I could do just, an episode shirtless. We don't actually want no. that. I'm just trying to like entice people. You know, clickbait. You know, clickbait. I mean, oh, I'm using oh. you, boys. I'm using you. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, no. I think uh, Shelton Benjamin, like when they first announced the breakup, him and Bobby went at it, and they had a solid match. Um, it was a solid, like eight to ten minute match. So they're letting Benjamin get his stuff in. I think if they keep Benjamin and Alexander as a team, it's nothing but good for Alexander because he's coming into his own right now. I don't watch enough of this. Uh, what is it? World wrestling aren't attainment. Um, ain't attainment. I, I don't watch enough of that, so I can't comment. Well, let's NXT. talk about something you do watch. Do you want to okay. start with AEW or you want to start with... Actually, let's just do like we did last week. We'll just jump from segment to segment. Yeah. Matt, are you excited about April 13th? April 13th. That's the first Tuesday... NXT is on its own, and they already announced a segment. What did they announce? I didn't see this. Frankie is coming. Frankie? It, Frankie, what's the name, right, Elias? Yeah, Frankie's <laughs> the name. Frankie Who's Frankie? Is Who's Frankie? It's Taya's dog. Titus's dog? Taya's Taya Valkyrie's dog. Valkyrie's dog. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, Moise. I feel like you just had a a, a seizure, and I, I don't know if you can see straight. Hello, so how are you, Moise? Did you did you watch? Did you actually? I watched a, NXT. There was a promo but of I a do, dog running to the performance center. I definitely skipped those those promos because I watch a 45 minute heavy cut of NXT usually that includes like matches and like important segments. But for whatever reason, Frankie did not make the cut. And I don't care about no damn dog showing up on so, Tuesdays on NXT. So they're so they're teasing. Um, they're actually teasing. Um, they're actually and, teasing Taya Bakri's debut. And she changed her name on Instagram to. Um, one second, I'll pull it up for you. Okay, so while we while we go there, let's talk about the positives and negatives about NXT. Here's what I want to say about NXT, though I thought it was a very good um, show Kira to Foster. get us. Kira Foster. I don't know who these people are, Moyes. Just, you That's know what? Just, results. Um, NXT this week was a very good show. It was a very cut and dry show that didn't have anything in, in line of like being like surprising or shocking moments, in my opinion. But it yeah. sold it sold a couple of things very well. And I think it sold the um Ira Shirai and um De- not Raquel. Dakota, uh, Raquel Rodriguez. I uh I th- I thought it sold their their feud, their hate, their match so well for takeover stand and deliver i thought that that was the main focus of that show even though the um prime target segment that they did to sell us on um o'reilly and uh and cole was a very well done very good um style right it, it, it like it wasn't anything like groundbreaking but it was different and it felt unique right it was it was it felt, good it it, 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 it hyped up yeah it hyped up the match and felt it did a good job yeah yeah, so it made it the people that weren't that weren't um, actually inter- interested or not in, invested is the better word yeah. um, that were not invested in the match after this 
you got you got more invested in it because you saw the history, you saw how much how everything turned out to be what it turned out to be. So yeah. I think it was a great way to continue to hype up the match and build the match. Um, the same thing with um, with Cross and um, and Finn Balor, the the little vignettes that they did on both of them. I thought that was well done to hype up the match as well. Tommaso and Walter as well. Yeah, yeah, that which, one too. Which let's be clear when we say what we're talking about right now, because honestly, like. <laughs> It, it, it WWE is a multi-billion dollar company. They've done promos well for a very long time. Like it almost shouldn't be stated that these promos are like good promos because they, if they can't do production well on their promos, that would be bad. Like that would be, yeah. that'd be bad, bad. Right. Like, so the promos are good. There's nothing wrong with them. They're doing a good job on selling the feuds. The thing about the, the Io Shirai and Raquel uh, Gonzalez uh, uh, buildup, though, that I liked is that they showed it consistently throughout the entire program. So it felt like a thread. And then it, it ended with a big brawl out and it ended with EO taking to the sky, the genius of the sky, hitting that huge splash on top of all the, all those uh, women and stuff. And it just it ended the night with this like feeling of like it came full circle in what it was that it was doing. And I think that that was really important, too. I, I think my favorite part of that was when uh, Raquel put Eo through the wall. That was that like, was monster. That was monstrous looking. Dude, that, that was that, so perfect. Even when she threw her into the locker, it looked like Eo actually like Eo showed that really well. It looked like she went head first into the crate when she got thrown into the crate. And I'm like, yeah. oh, Eo is. It, it gives you that sympathy too. Like if if you're one of those people that can't connect with Eo because of the language barrier. Then you're like, oh, this is a sympathetic baby face that I want to come back and retain. Yeah, I want her to be able to fight through this this mountain that they're presenting in front of her, which was way better than the crap that Red Velvet and Jade got put together for for their little promo segment. Like, you see the difference of the way, like, you know, we we can make we can say whatever we want to about negative booking or bad booking of, of different characters and stuff like that. But like EO and Raquel are doing a great job in their feud and their lead up to what they're they're building towards way better than them. Just like, hey, I want you to run over and I want you to kick her in the gut. And then I want you to stand over and say, I'm that bitch like out of fire, out of nowhere, like out of out I, of <laughs> stupid. I think. I think TN or sorry, whoa. I think AW from TNT gets however many cuss words. Like they're like, okay, you can say bitch three times, you say I'm that badass five times and bullshit seven times. And they get it all and they, they put it all into one hour. Rather yeah, than do. you know, sharing the wealth. They're like, we have to use all these words. We have to use everyone. And this is this is goddamn uh, wheel of fortune. We don't want to. We don't want to. You know, go down on one of our words. That's exactly what it is. And I'm a Jade fan. I, you know, I am. And I'm like, what is it? like? You don't have to keep saying your dad. Just stand over her. Don't say anything. Yeah. So what are you speaking of? Uh, speaking of, is it Jade or Red Velvet? Uh, what are your thoughts on the Nightmare Family breakup and this new faction coming along? I want to talk a little bit more about NXT before we get into the AEW stuff, just because I have I want to I want to I want to I want to finalize what we have to say about NXT first, because there's still a lot more to be said. Um, obviously, I, I like Tyler Breeze coming back. By the way, about and I like that they've done this. This is like the second or third time that he's kind of shown up out of the blue. That uh, we had uh, not not Tyler Breeze, but Tyler Breeze and Fandango come in for that pay per view uh, or or an NXT. What was it with when they came in to do a little tag team? cameo spot uh, they, they've been they've been on nxt consistently so but i don't know about consistently 
two weeks ago well, they came back with I'm, the original young veterans thing. Is that what you're talking about? That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. But then before that, it had been a couple weeks too. Like they're they're definitely not consistent. They're definitely still around, I think, completely. And yeah. I like that they're using Tyler Breeze in the way that they did. The commentary team sold him like a million dollars. They sold him as if he won the championship, right? Like as if he was NXT champion at one time. I thought they did a very good job. Yeah. I don't I don't like him with the air, the haircut. <laughs> I think that's a little little. I, I, I my Tyler Breeze is a long, flowing blonde haired god. And this was this almost looked like the teenage Tyler Breeze. Like I don't know. I don't I, I, I want to say when when you said that thing about um, how great they made Tyler Breeze look uh, Tyler Breeze look on commentary. It's NXT's commentary team is so good. Wade Barrett and Beth Phoenix especially. Like Beth Phoenix, like he had he had a match with a Hall of Famer, and you're like, oh shit, yeah, this guy this guy had a fucking five star match with Hoochin Thunder Liger at the first takeover. Yeah, yeah, and. They pull out Escobar, the important information. Escobar's money. Escobar's money. He's my top. He's in my top five. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Escobar, very good. He was he was looking very good. This this whole match I thought played out very well. I, I think when you're going into a pay per view, it's always weird to put the champion in a match before that. Just especially when yeah. it's like a because it's a very little consequence, obviously. But like the way that they did it here was like totally. Totally fine, in my opinion, right? Like, I got the win. Yeah, no, it expected. told the story. Yeah. It told, it told, it told the story perfect, perfectly, and I, mm-hmm. I liked it. I liked the fact that, that, that they used Tyler Breeze in the capacity that they used him. He did great. I I enjoyed this match itself. Um, it, it was a nice little clinic that they performed, that they threw out there, and it, it gave more heat to Escobar, and it kind of hyped up the match between him and Jordan Devlin next week. Yeah. And you build two um, matches here. You also build a tag team match right afterwards, where you have yeah. the young veterans on the screen saying, "Like God, we're going to come in there and we're going to kick your ass. We're going to show you what for." Uh, uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on Escobar right now? Are you on the Escobar hype train, or am I too far ahead of you right now? You're 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 definitely a far ahead of me, but you're way more you're way more knowledgeable about this guy than I am. Like I'm seeing every match that we've seen that that I've seen of him thus far, leading up to this big pay per view match, which is going to be my finalization idea of some of these guys, especially for like uh uh you know Finn Balor's going up against the guy that you guys keep telling me that I should like. What's who is it? Who is that guy? Karen Cross. Yeah, yeah, uh, Krusty Cross. Like you guys keep telling me how good he is, and I'm going to finally see him in this big pay per view capacity and i'm going to have the, a real opinion of him same thing with santos escobar like a lot of the people that i followed and knew about for nxt stuff was people that were already made names and stuff cameron grant yeah. grimes did a good job this week in a in a in a very humorous capacity and i loved the grimes system i love the grimes the system I, I i thought it was a good comedy uh spot that led to a very good match why did cameron grimes get the win do you think what is your opinion of that, Elias? You go first. Well, it, 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 it told the story on on the frustrations with Roderick Strong because if you caught if you caught it, yeah. he ended up walking out. But so is it that he's going to do a, a a turn, another turn, or is he actually getting called up to the main roster? So that's or getting called up to Raw or SmackDown. So that'd it's be like weird if he those. got called up to Raw or SmackDown, right? Like that seems like 
that seems not the right move for, with him, right? Am I crazy? He's going to be in that 24-7 well, Congo line if he goes up. Yeah, right? Like, what else are they going to yeah, do yeah. with him? That'd be a terrible move for or, him. Or, or like, if it, yeah. is this going to be, like, a little vacation for him and he'll come back and just start uh, molly whopping everybody through, 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 go through the roster and then eventually get to Adam Cole and, um, and Kyle O'Reilly. I think that they're doing it to build sympathy for, for Roderick Strong. Right. Like he's going to be a baby face because I, I think that he's going to sell well as a baby face, in my opinion. I think that he's a pretty boy. I think that he's athletic. I think you have to get him to some losses because he was an asshole. Right. He he punched yeah. Cameron Grimes and Cameron Grimes was like, hey, man, I know you're down on your luck right now. And I just want to offer you money and I want to offer you massage and I want to be your tag team partner and I want to protect you, buddy. And then he, what did he do? He socked him in the face like not cool. And then he comes out with this badass T-shirt design and a great concept and logo for them building their 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 brand moving forward and what's he do he goes and attacks him again so i think that this is a way to show redrick strong's an ass and then you beat him down and he takes a couple of losses to help him feel sympathetic and like man i want to see him win and then eventually you do see him win i think i think that's what they're doing with him and i kind of like it i it makes me want to watch what they're doing with red roderick strong i'm not like it it makes me more interested in him yeah, um, same, yeah. same thing with me. Like, they wanted to write him off the TV for a couple of weeks. Maybe they'll have him run in and do something in the main event. I don't think they should. Um, or not in the main event, but the O'Reilly uh, Cole match. I don't think they should. I think yeah. you, if you're going to go the route of Grizzled Young Veterans winning the title, which I don't think it's going to happen. I think MSK is winning him. Um, I would I love to see Grizzled Young Veterans, like, start bullying Cameron Grimes a little bit. And then Roderick Strong come out of nowhere and become his tag team partner. I think that could be a lot of fun. That's Roderick kinda... has a personality. That's the thing. So it would. Uh, he might. He might have a personality hidden somewhere inside there. That's just kind of hard to see. But that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking we almost see like what they did with um, Rhino and Heath Slater. Not not the comedy aspect of it, obviously. And like we also see that happen with like I'm trying to think of another couple that they did that team, to recently. Team hell no. Team hell no. Team Hell No is another good example. Yeah, that's a yeah. really good example, Goldust. actually. Booker T. Goldust. That's a good example as well. Yeah. You know, WWE does good um, t- teams that you don't expect well. I, I think they do a very good job of that. Oh, Sheamus and um, and Cesaro. That is... Yeah. The bar my, is my favorite. Didn't think that they would work as a tag team. Tag team. They're my favorite. Well, and, and the way that, they, that the bar actually started was... You know, they the went series of what, five, match? a, five yeah. matches and then but everybody hated like, just to be very clear. Everybody hated that when they first said, like, we're going to put you guys through five matches on five different pay-per-views. And everyone's like, we don't want this five fucking times. And then by the fourth time, you're like, oh, I guess I'll watch at least two more. Like, it yeah, was not that's people did not like that. Famous and Cesaro are so underappreciated. Everyone's like, man, a famous match. What the hell? And then by the end of it, you're like, oh, if that went another five minutes, I wouldn't care. Right, you know? like they definitely they they built what they did well, and then to put them together as a team, good job, good job, good My job. I expect the team is Hurricane and Kane. I love that team. <laughs> that wasn't that long though. Did they even win the belts? Yeah, they won the tag titles. Did they really? I need to yeah. go back and watch yeah. me some Hurricane and Kane. I like I like Kane and X Pac, but I'm a huge X Pac mark, obviously. Kane and I RVD love the story. into these. Kane, Kane is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Kane and RVD. Yeah, honestly, like Kane almost is not unexpected in unexpected tag teams because he's the glue that holds it all together. 
I think my favorite uh, Kane thing was uh, when he did the when he spoofed the uh, Hulk Hogan and um, and the Rock. It was like the million of Canaanites out there, and then he just walked away, and everybody was just looking like, "What the hell?" Uh, we should do no, but, like um, we should do like top ten Kane gimmicks. We should. We should That'd be a good list. Fame. That'd be cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's going to the Hall of Fame. That's right. We do. That's what we should do for our first special episode. Is we should do top ten Kane gimmicks. Moments. Gimmicks. Everything is a gimmick. My brother has this great line that he told me one time. He he looked at me and my dead in my eyes and he said, "Matthew, a gimmick is a gimmick." And I said, "All right, that makes sense. I got you. I got you." And then we talked the all whole right, night so, about all the gimmicks because there everything's a gimmick. So what what was this your um. What was your opinion on the uh, Gauntlet Eliminator battle? I'm glad that once it started, I totally understood it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just like we said, like I was like, this sounds way too complicated. But I know the moment it starts, I'll be like, oh, okay, this makes total sense. And that's exactly what happened. The moment the match started, I was like, this I understand completely. Dude, in the beginning, when Wade Barrett's like, this is very simple, and then you see all the work <laughs> on the screen, you're like, shit. <laughs> I don't honestly, want to read that. <laughs> honestly, what they should have said was, "This is really simple. Watch," <laughs> and then just started the match, and that was, and everybody would have got it. I like, so I didn't actually when when I when I understood what the match was, I did not like the match when it started. I thought it was, I thought it was kind of dumb. I thought like this is this is way too gimmicky for its own good. But then once it got yeah. down to the final six, I was like, okay, this is fine. Like it's a way to get other mid carters involved in things. And then what they did well is they eliminated certain people like Pete Dunn and uh, what, whatever his name is. Kushida. I can't think of his name. Kushida. Yeah. They, they eliminated them in such a way that built to a match at stand and deliver. So I was like, that's great. Um, they, they sold out Cam and Grimes some more in the, in the match. Like they, they did a good job with the mid card talent to build to the last six. And then the six that went out in the order that they went out was good as well. I thought like, it's interesting to me, the place that Cameron Grimes is in, right? Like it's kind of interesting because he opens the show with a good match, gets the win. And then he is the, what he's going to be third in or third to last to go yeah. into the uh, gauntlet match, which is also an interesting place to be as well. So interesting. Like they have a lot of story tied up into him and what he's doing. So I don't know. I like what they're doing with Cameron Grimes is all I'm trying to say about that. I love the ending of the match too with LA Knight going through the ropes and then able to pull off Dexter Loomis. I thought that was a really creative spot to end that match. Yeah. And, I like and, the Austin the, Theory the, stuff too. Yeah, the Austin Theory stuff was funny. It was okay. I, it was it was okay. Let's come on, come on. If if you guys think that the arcade match was dumb at any moment. You cannot think that the Austin Theory stuff was at all funny. You cannot. You're not allowed to. But I'm telling you right the now. announcers called it dumb. They're like, when he got up and he was like, "What a kip up! That's a great kip up!" And Wade Barrett's like, he just eliminated himself. Like, yeah, they, Wade I, Barrett. I like that Wade Barrett said, uh, "What a meathead." <laughs> <laughs> what a meathead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, no, I, I, I a meathead. I, I think it was a a, a well thought uh, way to introduce this. Uh, new ma this match for next week. Um, I enjoyed LA Knight getting the last position. I don't know why, but um, I honestly thought Loomis not moving for literally twenty minutes. It fits to his character, in my opinion. 
he, he's right. always doing odd stuff. So 100% agree. Like Why him. did nobody attack him, though? That's my problem with it. I got no problem with him standing still. My problem with it is how, like, no one's like, I'm going to go, like, that was a little. I, I, th- I, I think they were trying to sell. I think they were trying to sell the fact that he w- he's kind of that intimidating figure, so nobody really wanted to mess with him just yet. I, I think it was because everyone else was like embroiled in their own feud, so it looked good because Loomis didn't have a problem with any of these guys. So he's just sitting Loomis back. is like, Loomis is yeah. like, you deal with your shit, guys. I'm. Just gonna yeah, I'll figure here. this out later. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll I see you at it. the end of the match. Right, that's that. That's like the problem that I'm that I'm trying to say is like, like you have guys going out, putting an effort to try and win, right? And then you have him waiting, and it's like, like I get the intimidating. I think that's actually a pretty good like logical reason behind what you're saying. Um, but like I don't know, just it made very odd. Uh, it, it looked good for the first ten minutes, and then it became weird, in my opinion. Who, who do you want to like. win? Yeah, yeah. Six, who do you want to win the six man guys? I think I want LA Knight to win out of the out of the names. So you want heel and heel uh stand and deliver. Is I mean Johnny's yeah, I'd say Johnny's a heel. I would say he is absolutely now. He's he's kind of a either, uh, either that either that or or the, the story arc between him and Loomis is gonna come to an at, at Stand and Deliver. So it's either out of LA Knight and or um out of LA Knight or Dexter Loomis that's gonna win this match. If somebody else wins it, it I would be completely surprised. If Cameron Grimes, I don't know about him. I you think had that he's to go just over on LA Knight. He did, but I, I, I don't. I'm still confused by that because I'm just confused by that that booking. Personally, they did a good job at the end of the match to like make him because the dude's a lot bigger. He's a lot more strong, right? So like, I don't know. Um, what about Cameron Grimes? Like, what if this is the first push towards something with him? Like. Is that going to come too far out of left field for it to feel good? I don't you know think what I mean? Go with Gargano because they're both comedic heels, right? I think Cameron's not a heel. A little bit more. Cameron's not a heel. He's just annoying. He's just annoying. He's not a heel. That is Gargano not a... right now, right? Gargano is more heel though because he's he does things to protect him, himself winning. I think Austin Theory would have been the best call. I don't know why he didn't do that. That would not have been a good call, in my opinion. I disagree with that. No, because it would have just been like, all right, you know, you, you're facing um, Gargano for the North American Championship, and Gargano is going to tell him lay there, and and you know, you're not going to get a good story. To oh, out of it. we could just do the finger poke of death again. It'd be perfect. Yeah, wasn't that like 20 years ago? No, they said this in the promo. What? When Austin Theory did his pre-match promo, he said this. He said finger poke of death. Yes. Oh, I need to did rewatch that promo. NXT? I on, did dude. watch NXT. I don't watch all the promos. Most of the promos suck. I, I'm oh. not going to lie. I skipped through and just watch the matches. <laughs> NXT, I'm definitely way less invested comparatively. And I've I've said this many times. Like, I, I've, I've apologized to, to NXT as a thing. Because I, I'm hoping that it's moved to Tuesday has me far more invested in some of the things that they're building. Because... The blocks, the blocks that they're building are not bad blocks. I don't think they're bad at all. Let's talk about AEW. I'm ready now. I'm ready. Any final thoughts on NXT you guys want to talk about? I thought it was no, a very ho hum show. Ho hum. I thought it was good, a good go home show for um, Stand and Deliver. Um, they closed any loopholes that they needed for the matches. Um, they added a match, which I'm excited to see the Cameron, uh, not the Cameron Grimes, but the Kushida versus Pete Dunn. That should be um, really I'm, good. 
That should be really good. That would be better than um, him versus Gargano, I bet. I would bet money it will be better. Because they both sure wrestle, they both wrestle that much stronger style. Yeah, and then um and I felt like it 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 made that cherry on top for the women's championship match because I'm excited to see this match. Especially after seeing Io Shirai go through the wall and then and then Io Shirai take uh, Raquel Gonzalez out, I, I I'm ex- more excited for this match. I'm excited to see Indy and Candice, uh, Indy and Candice win the titles off of Shotzi and the other blonde girl. <laughs> I bet you are. They need to give Candice something to do because I'm a little I'm I'm bored. I'm bored with what they're doing with the way. In in. I'm bored with the way I'll be honest. Like I thought I was going to love the way, like when I first got back in NXT and I saw the group and I was like, Oh, I love this. And honestly, they've been very boring. They've been very like struggling as like I, for me personally, for me to care about the group. And I think Candace honest to God is one of the reasons why she seems very pointless. And I love her as a competitor and as a character. So like, it annoys me that I feel like they've done nothing with her. So I really do hope they win the championship this week. I, I really I do. think Candace, like they're putting into that Natalia role that Natalia has on SmackDown where you're the mom of the group, you know, and I don't uh, like that. I don't, I don't like, like that. Yeah. yeah. And they have done that because of stupid Austin. Th- the way is a bad group. Can we agree? No, you loved their counseling <laughs> segment a couple of weeks ago. I loved the first three parts of the counseling segment think, I don't until think, the last part of it. I don't think they're a bad group. I just think right now they're booked into a corner. That's my. They're favorite. booked weird. Yeah, they're booked weird. Um. Anyways, uh, getting into AW, what are your thoughts of Kazarian versus Christian Cage? Horrible. I don't know. I, I I okay. I'm confused about. I saw your comment in our group chat, and you say horrible now. I don't understand what you're what you mean by that. There's there was two faults with this match. Okay, fault one. They were a little sloppy in the beginning. It's been it's been many years for Christian Cage. I'm not mm-hmm. going to fault him that heavily on that. And then fault number two is the same fault that they that AEW has as a grand like fault in general, where where they give they try to give 150 every time, no matter what. That was also a fault in my opinion. Okay. I thought I this match could have been shorter, mm-hmm. and I thought this match could have had a, a, a less. I thought they they could have made Frankie look less strong in it. And I think it would have been better. I'm going to give you a couple more thoughts. Elias, tell me what uh, you thought, and then I'm, I'll go. Um, For the most part, being Christian's first match in uh, AW, I thought it was a decent showing. Um, it wasn't bad. Um, you can yeah. tell he still has a little bit of ring rust. Um, so it's like it's only going to get better as time goes. Um, I enjoy I Christian's work, so it's one of those things where I can't knock him because of the fact Benefit that, of the doubt. Like, yeah, benefit of the doubt. So it's like he hasn't been in the ring in so long. Royal Rumble, he wasn't in the ring, has an yeah. actual one-on-one match. He was just, you know, Spots. there. Spots. Yeah. So um, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm excited to see what's next about uh, from Christian Cage. So my main gripe with this is what's Christian's gimmick right now, Matt? It's outworked everyone, right? Outwork everyone. You got outworked that whole match, bro. He did not get outworked the whole match. He countered so, into the into the Kazarian, into the kill Kazarian switch did, to win. Kazarian did the high spots. Kazarian did the uh, false finishes. He, it was he didn't do all of them. He he outworked Christian that match. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can't expect Christian just to go a hundred percent. I, I completely agree. That's why I don't. Wait wait I wait. Do, you say wait wait wait. You say that Kazarian outworked Christian, right? Yes. Who won the match? Christian won the match. Who 
who won the match because did Goldberg, in this did, did Goldberg outworked Bret Hart when he won the match. Did he win the match? Yes, like, but no one's gonna say. Hold Goldberg on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold okay. on. I, I just want to put this out there. This is the first time I'm actually saying something positive about AEW, and you got Moist, the anti, the anti person in this situation. So I'm just gonna sit here and watch. I'm I'm gonna get my imaginary popcorn and watch this right quick. Hold on. <laughs> His point is that he's going to outwork everyone. He's going to win. He's going to outwork and, and he's going to last longer than what you're capable of doing so that he can get the win in the end. Like that's a form of work, right? But as being marks and being smarks, like the word work means a lot of different things to us, right? It means mm-hmm. so many different things. And like the fact that like he won the match at the end of the day means that he legitimately outworked Frankie Kazarian. You know, Matt, uh, I will give you that. I did watch okay. it right after the whole Pete Dunn thing. He wants the most technical wrestler, so I thought of work as the technical in-ring style. So may, I'll give you that. But okay. You, okay. you didn't have to tease the whole time limit draw the whole match, you know? Like, I that's thought what, they – yes. Like, yes, I agree. could have easily made this a solid eight-minute match where both guys look good. Like I said, I think that they gave Frankie – too much. I think they gave him way too much. And that's honestly, that's been my biggest problem with every AEW opener for, I want to say the last like two to at least two months. The first, the opening match has been, has been 10 to 12 minutes too long every week for, I don't even know how long now, like I'm ready. I'm ready for a little bit more of like, even if it doesn't have to be a smash, a, a, a squash match, honestly, but I do want something that's more than just, Watch these two guys go at 150% and hope neither of them hurt each other. What happened to promos opening shows? Give me that. Well, they don't want to go to think about it. I never thought I'd miss promos. promos. (laughs) Yeah, like WWE does promos, so they're trying to not fall into the same thing. Do do the thing you did with MJF and Chris Jericho when they first started. Both of them arriving in a limo, you know? Yeah, I would like to have seen something like that. Or them in the... You could have shown Christian like in the gym getting ready. You could have yeah. shown Frankie trying to prep himself and prepare like anything that kind of kills the monotony of just like, and coming to the ring right now, ready to outwork everybody as they out themselves. Like, like it'd I agree. Be so I, cool I agree. If you opened with another match and then right after that match, you showed Christian walking towards ringside, you know, stretching or whatever. And you're like Christian having his first match in seven years and then go to commercial break. The match itself was a decent match. It was nothing extravagant. I do see on bleach report. They gave it an a, which I think is a definite. Uh, it's too high, especially it's because they gave by Turner. Bleach reports owned by Turner. They gave uh, Cameron Grimes and uh, and Riley, or I mean Roderick, a B minus. So I would flip those grades. I would flip those grades around. I would give the I would give the Cameron Grimes and uh, and Roderick Strong match an A because it was so much more unexpected and it was a very well worked match that had story yeah. from the beginning of it. One this match owned by TNT. Stop. I don't care about that. I'm just going to comment on the grades. I don't care about the, the backstory of the grades. So, like I'm just saying that I just think the kill switch is the greatest move of all time. And, and yep, you know what? I changed my opinion. It's an A. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right, go back to my question earlier. What did you think of QT's heel turn and this new group faction building? I don't know, actually, because uh, QT Marshall is somebody that I've only recently become knowledgeable of, like through AEW and the Nightmare Family stuff. Yeah, I think that they've didn't. I think that they screwed up one part of the story of it, 
Like this didn't feel like it came out of left field. Had he so what happened was the very first time we saw him start to turn his 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 coat and his colors was during the the tag team royale where he jumped out of the ring and it's like you can chalk that up to frustration you can chalk that up to a few things I thought you could have been fine with it but then he didn't come into the ring to save uh was it Dustin or Cody when they're getting beat up he like showed Cody, up super late and, and there was a thing with Lee Johnson where Lee Johnson didn't thank him and you could kind of see that thing on his face yeah. yeah. I think there was too many of those moments. This was far too foreshadowed. Like it's fine. It's fine to know that it's going to happen. That's not what I'm complaining about at all. Because because most things in wrestling, most things in wrestling we like are things we already know that's going to happen. Right? Like it's it, you don't have to be shocking to be to be good. And for me, this QT Marshall too foreshadowed. Had there been like one or two less of those the impact of the of the punch to uh, Arn Anderson would have been way more impactful. Even, even I think they, they screwed it up during the match itself because when Dustin tried to like pat him on the back and Co- and QT's first reaction to him was to smack his hands away and get all, and get all butthurt, I thought that ruined the impact of the Arn Anderson punch, which, yeah. which you needed them to be friends. You needed Cody and QT to be nice to each other in this match to make you believe that this was supposed to be something between the two of them as friends. It would have been too cool much if, like if QT teased the Paul driver, but he stopped because Cody stopped the crossroads. You know? Yes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So you believed for a minute that this was like, okay, this really is just like them. Like maybe they're going to break them up later, but this is, or after the match, right? Like then you're like, okay, that's expected after the match, blah, blah, blah. But like, there was even too much foreshadowing in the match itself that caused that frustration. Um, um one other thing, commentary did a great job putting over uh, a go-go, the boxer. They did yeah, a great yeah, job did. putting him over. But my thing is, after this is all over, and this is a question for both of y'all, um, Elias, more show you because you watch Elevation and Dart. Um, do you see any of these guys on QT's team on TV regularly? Because I don't. Yeah, I don't either. I just, I, I think that this is a really it's low a unneeded faction. This is a really uh, a, low card. Yeah, it's a, that they're like, building. I would have understood if like Dustin would have turned. You know, that would have been a shocker, like because his own brother or Lee but, Johnson, or even after what he said or Lee yeah. Johnson. Like you know, that those are people that are getting significant TV time, something of importance. Aaron Solo, nobody really knows who Aaron Solo is. Everybody knows him as Bailey's ex boyfriend or ex fiance. Oh, um, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, the other guys. For me. I don't know. I don't know any of um, the other. The other guy, um, the big swole guy with the fro. I'm like, I don't know who he is still. I don't know and any then, of these people so much that the guy that was big swole with the fro, I assumed that must have been the boxer. <laughs> until until they got in the ring and he did the punch against Cody's ribs yeah. and he's like, that's the gold, that's the bronze glove Olympic medalist, the guy right there. And I was like, oh, so who's the other dude? Who I, are these I people? Think, I think Ogogo could actually be a future star, but not with these guys around him. It's a weird he, team he, that they built. QT is it's not a, weird a star. Team. QT is not I'm, a star. I'm not invested Who's, in this. Like, who is their I, anchor? I, Nobody. Right? Right? Like the the QT QT Marshall is the anchor of this team. They put QT Marshall in the same position that Chris Jericho is in. They put like QT Marshall in. that MJF is in. <laughs> that I think, that they, I, think they're trying to, I think 
So this storyline, I know, I, I remember reading something about this storyline. I think there's something that Harley Race did back in the day. Um, a storyline that Harley Race did back in the day with one of his protégés that supposedly the protégé turned on him and made him a star. So I'm guessing this program with Cody is going to try to elevate QT into power. that. You have to have a little more star power than what QT I think has. The, dude, even if you would have done one of Billy, both the Billy Gunn's kids, I would have been like, all right, at least we've seen like every week in the audience, yeah. you know? But yeah. I haven't seen Aaron or Ogogo or any of these guys. It's amazing how much the the one son of Cody's looks like his physique, and the other son of Cody or of of a Billy's has his exact face. Like yeah. his sons look exactly like him. It's crazy to well, look at. Do you be okay with Billy Gunn being the anchor? No, because Billy, I I, I would like it because I'm a I'm an attitude guy. I like Billy Gunn, blah blah blah. And and honestly, that's who they need to appeal to, right? Is us old school fans a little bit with like a Billy Gunn type thing. The problem with it is they haven't sold Billy Gunn enough. They've like they've sold QT Marshall pretty damn bad, but they've sold Billy Gunn even worse, right? So it's like yeah. it's like I don't know about that. John Moxley versus Cesaro Caesar Bonani. I don't know how to pronounce that. Bonani is that right? I really want to see uh, Bonini uh, succeed. Bon- because, uh, Bononi. Bononi. Yeah, uh, he, he posted a story. Uh, get your a better Kleenex match than I expected. Uh, yeah, get your Kleenexes ready. His wife needs a kidney donor in Brazil. Um, huh? Yeah, so he posted a story, and Drake Maverick reached out to him on DM, uh, or on a message saying DM me, and so I think they're figuring something out. But uh, I think you can... Dude, I hate saying this because sometimes I'm against it. I think you need to bring those aspects in and get it behind guys like this that are young that you can make a sympathetic figure. Not if you're going to make them lose. Like, no, I agree. Not, not against John Moxley. Honestly, though, uh, the, the match versus John Moxley was far better than I expected. Like, Yeah, I, 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 it was a squash match, but it, it wasn't. It, he didn't have a bad showing. I would not call that a squash match. I would, I, 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 the outcome was squash, obviously, but the match itself was not. And I mean, obviously, he had a little bit of an uphill battle. Uh, the Hollywood uh, hunk came in a few times and kind of messed, you know, was was doing this stuff on the outside. And JD Drake, <laughs> who, who I'm sorry, they called him something badass at one point. I was like, that's not what I think a badass looks like. But okay, whatever you want to give nicknames around here for. The bulky I guess badass or something. Yeah, I remember. It was a weird. It was a weird nickname. Like the Hollywood hunk is bad, but whatever they called JD Drake was even weirder. Um, but the match itself, I thought, was competitive enough to keep John Moxley important, right? Because like they did that with Paige. Where they they dropped him down the, the the card for some weird reason. John Moxley wrestling kind of a weird match against this weird this guy out of what feels like left field. I thought it was a decent enough match. I thought, it, yeah. I thought it was an okay match. So I I I want to get into my favorite segment of the night. Okay, uh, the return of the inner circle. Oh, yeah. I'm about to crap all over this. Okay, go. Crap all over it. I want to hear the crapping. I, I, no, I want to hear it because it's so rare that we hear Elias enjoy something on AEW. I want to hear that part first. I think it was um, the way that it was presented was good. Um, I enjoyed, you know, MJF talking to the mess, opening the restroom, and just closing the door after seeing most of the inner circle in there and saying, we got to go. And then Hager just coming out of left field and just knocking him down. And then that's the brawl started. I I enjoyed it. Um, and then I enjoyed seeing MJF go into the refrigerator. Pepsi. The Pepsi good. refrigerator, and then um, 
Jericho tell him it's only going to get worse. So I thought it was a good way to bring back the inner circle, uh, in a sense, and make them look dominant without after getting their asses beat. Uh, I want. I think it was. Good I want to say my that. opinion before you say your opinion, Moise. Okay. Go. Okay. So what I wanted to say is I actually don't like this old school style of booking that AEW has fallen into multiple times, and we've seen it happen. We saw it happen with the inner circle when they were going up against um, the elite squad. The yeah, the the Young Bucks elite squad stuff. And then we also saw it happen when it was Team Taz versus Sting and Darby. I do not like the 50-50 booking of the promo attacks. And I don't I, like I don't like that it started with MJF getting the heat and attacking Chris Jericho. And then it did take two weeks. So I guess good on them for holding it in for a week. But the second week and then they immediately get their comeuppance is way too quick. Like that's not. Yeah. That's the problem. That's the problem. What? I, I what? don't hate it, but it's why the problem with the story. Yeah. Right. Why yes. are you forward booking this? This should have been held off until two or three. They don't weeks even have a pay-per-view your... coming up, right? Like <laughs> your next pay-per-view is, I believe, end of April or beginning of May. This should have been held off to two weeks before that. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, like, or they should have been much smaller in scale for their like revenge, or like smaller in scale on the way that they were trying to like get back. Like you have a you have a locker room that looks like garbage. Let's be honest. Like they should have like done something to make that place look like people actually wanted well, to sit in it. Designer Matt. <laughs> Anyways, but my point is is they should have had the the a part of this plot for this build of this story is that they're trying to get their locker room back and around every corner MJF is doing something to stop them to give cuz here's the thing is if you if you if you end it now MJF and the uh tag team that's with him probably not Marlow yeah yeah the rival and MJF look bad this is going to hurt them long term if they yeah, end no, this, I, if they I, end this feud too quickly they they're the ones that get hurt by this feud yeah because i i mean i agree i like the segment but i do wish it would have been further down the line when they did this um yeah. i wish and that, that would have been right that's my main gripe if this was three four weeks down the line let the pinnacle beat up some jobbers you know um uh, even if you didn't like what uh the revival do it on elevation and Wardlow and MJF and Spears do it on dark. And then for a couple of weeks, you know, even, and you're like, these guys have been undefeated since they came together. I, I still don't that. side comment. I still don't get why they call it. They, they promoted elevation has rising stars and we don't see nothing, but the regulars on there, but well, that's, yeah, that's another topic because I have a I have a weird yeah. gripe personally also with with them even doing three shows the way that they're doing them. I, I don't I don't know what they're aiming. I don't know. It's I mean it's because they they want to figure out a way to get on more screens and and give more. Anyways, okay, uh, Lucha Brothers, Kenny Omega, Lucha Brothers, and uh, Lardo Laredo Laredo Laredo. We called this match last week though. We said exactly what would happen. Good yeah, match, Laredo. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yep, 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 and I don't honestly have anything else to say about it at all. I am getting uninvested with this young bucks and stuff. Um, okay, then, great. I, I was gonna. Okay, uh, okay no, 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 no. But that's the thing. You don't think there is any from, excitement I, there? You don't. You don't have any excitement seeing the young bucks team up with John Moxley. You're you're a little crazy in that. Like that's okay. Uh, come on, like. 
you have a team of of best friends who are breaking at the seams and Kenny turning into an ultimate heel and the young bucks who are trying to figure out what it is that they even want to do and they team up with an a heated rival somebody that they've beat up on themselves you're crazy you're you're crazy, Elias. You're crazy. It's crazy, no, but, I, the, but this, this comes from the person who's the program. That it comes from the person who really is invested in Bullet Club. That's what I'm saying. Like, but you okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you love the Bullet Club. But you yeah. also hate AEW. Therefore, anything that they do that is related to Bullet Club never, nowadays, I, anything that is I, I related go, to Bullet Club nowadays, I will go on record and say I never said I hated AEW. Agreed, but you I dislike some of the stuff. I, yeah. I will, I will admit, I said I dislike stuff that they do. Yeah, yeah. and I gripe about it a lot. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. to say I hate AEW, that's a far reach. That's an exaggeration. I, and, agreed, agreed. Yeah, but, but I, I, I but, don't know. I don't know. What's next? Are they going to turn on Kenny Omega on John Moxley next week, or no. is this is this like, is what we're getting? Know, this is what this is what this feud. This is going to be a long term feud. My uh, this is going to go. This is. I told you, dude. This is going to go almost six years to a month, or six six months to a year, and it's going to be the total. <laughs> I, I would agree on six Bruno, years. Bruno Bruno type title reign in, incoming no, for Kenny Omega. It's going to be Coda once. Omega loses to Coda, that's when he'll turn face and realize Callus is an asshole. Wait, he's that's, gonna turn wait, who's who's he gonna lose the title to? Dakota when once he loses the title versus title Dakota Bushi is when what? he's gonna Yes. What are you talking about? Why do they keep calling him a god? They're building towards What are you now. talking about? There he's not he, he, he he's future booking right now. He's that's way too futureful. Like that is not the that is not, not what they're looking for. We still gotta wait. We still gotta it's wait crazy. and see what we still gotta wait and see what he does with um with with the impact stuff. You're crazy, and that that is being long and drawn out. Like, You're crazy. You're like I love the future booking in ten years future for over here for Moyes, but like you don't even know what COVID is actually going to allow them to do travel wise for any sort of future planning at all. I don't think any. I don't think anyone cares anymore. Like I think once so, you're vaccinated, you're like I don't care. Well, so, it doesn't uh, matter if you care or not if there's rules, federal so federal here, rules in, here's, in countries. Here's the interesting part. I did hear an interview that Kota Ibushi did, and when they said that he that when they unified the IWGP Intercontinental and the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, that he did want to go to defend it outside of Japan. So the possibility of that match happen is there, but. That I don't know if I don't know if New Japan is going to want. I will say this. I will say this. Who else are they going to have Kenny lose to right now? I don't know. It can't be Hangman yet. It can't be Hangman for at least a year. It has to be a little longer because he has to work his way up out of that fucking mid card. (laughs) They they fucked him. They fucked him good. Yeah, John Silver is more over than me right now. Sorry, I love you, but it's true. Disagree Um, with that. In in that group, you're not telling in that group, you're not telling me John Silver is more over than Hangman? No, he's not. In the dark order? You are absolutely crazy if you think Hangman, Hangman Page is no, less Hangman, over than John Silver. In a separate one on one bout, yes, but he is now part of the dark order. So Who he, he is, is the most over. No, he's not. Take Elias, Conti is more over. Elias. Matt, 
Elias. No, I, I, I'll agree with Matt on this one. The yeah. hype over getting Handman to join the Dark Order. John was... Silver, John Silver over way different than Hangman over. Hangman over is is legitimate over because of who Hangman is. John Silver's over is is I, I like to see the underdog and he's 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 it's very he's very Cassidy over. It's the Orange Cassidy over. Orange Cassidy is more over than John Silver. No, no. I'm saying it's the same type of over. No, the, the, the type of pop, the, the way that the he's pop, over is yeah. that, that and I type think John, of popularity. I think, I think Orange Cassidy is is in a is has a better amount of over, like more more carrying over than I, a, I think more. A lot of people jumped off that Orange Cassidy bandwagon after Jericho stuff. I think more people uh, like no, I disagree. After he won the third match, they they booked Orange Cassidy in a way that allows him to do things that are more legitimate. I disagree with you a lot. I think that or like Chris no, Jericho. I, think, I I agree with Matt. Uh, yeah. Chris, um, Orange that Cassidy is did get Listen. more popular after the Jericho feud, and his title shot against uh, Darby yeah. Allen was pretty good too. Yeah, I, I yeah so take that, boys. Okay, take, um, take that, boys. Take either, either way, what we're saying is, who else is Omega going to lose to? Right? Agreed. Agreed. Because I don't know what's going on with the Kingston injury. So, and I don't think he was going to. Is that legit? Yeah. What happened? Is that did he uh, legit get hurt during that match? I don't know. He did a really good seller, or he really got hurt. But my thing is, Kingston. Kingston wasn't going to go over. He was going to be that. He was going to be the foil to the next guy. Uh, you know, he probably wouldn't have gone over. But I really, I still want to see it. I still want to see that match. Yeah. So like uh, I do too. It's the same. Akira, thing. Akira Shida and Tai Kate versus the Bunny and Ny- Ny- Nyla Rose. The Bunny did a good job, right? Like I don't, I, I don't know who this person is. You guys know her already, right? I, I am glad that she got some TV time in yeah. the actual wrestle. Ali is I'm, a really good wrestler. How the hell is Tay Conti your number one contender, and you just had her beat Nyla and lose again? Well, a tag team match doesn't count towards that, obviously. And it there's a bunch of people on the outside. I, well, yeah, sort of, but not the singles record, obviously. I think it's weirder that, that Ty Conti is the number one contender and she's only wrestled. I mean, she won the, 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 she won the thing. That's right. That's right. Oh, okay. Never mind. But yeah, that's right. They didn't even have a championship match on their pay per view. They had a number one contender match. Fucking stupid. God. Oh man, the weird ass, stupid ass booking for AEW's women division. I I think Britt Baker and Tay Conti need to start a feud. I think that you need to get Tay Conti away from this title. Much better promo, much better promo by Britt Baker when they do the scripted ones like that, where I'm sure they took like one or two takes to get it perfect. But damn, was that a good promo? Very, very good. Yeah, it was. I agree. The two cold Scorpio and uh, and what's his name? Uh, uh, Ego trip tag team. Yeah. Ego trip, ego trip. Um, that was that was a pretty bad promo. Uh, actually, the like what they said was okay, but their snap and the lights went off and they stayed on the scene. Just the lights went off was pretty dumb because then you have to like realize that they're sitting in the dark next to each other after they snap their fingers. Like you don't you don't turn the lights off. You end the scene. Like you don't. They're just sitting there together in darkness. <laughs> just I I want to so. Everyone that followed Ethan Page from Impact and Miro from WWE was like, oh, these guys are going to AEW. They're going to get great shots. And people crapped on the whole Miro debut onwards. 
And now I Ethan like Page, what are you talking so about? Ethan Page like left, left from one tag team to go to another tag team left. I thought this is where he's going to explode onto the scene. Yeah, I would have thought he would have gone on a singles run first before he, they put him on a tag team. I think it's a pretty weird tag team, too. I think that this is... <laughs> you you like the whole Miro best man stuff, Matt? I do. I have enjoyed all of the... But I, I said this in our group chat, and let's get into it. Because I think we're, we're there now. Yeah, let's get into it. Or the yeah. arcade arch, ar, uh, archery um, anarchy. Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy versus Kip Saban and Miro. I like the best man stuff. But to be honest, the only person that this entire feud has hurt, the only person this whole thing has hurt is Kip Saban. He is the only yeah, person agree. that has been damaged by this feud. He's the only one that looks weak in this feud. He's the only one that this feud hurt. All the other guys, all the other guys look fine on the other end of this feud, which is the feud's not over yet because we just got a new wrinkle with Trent showing up in his mom's car. And um, Chris Antlander. And Chris Statlander, which I guess there's going to be another new like added members. Like I don't, I don't understand some of the ending parts of this this match. I'll be honest, this match was overbooked towards the end. I I was okay with Trent coming back because I figured they're going to yeah. f- try to figure out a way to put him back. What the bet the thing that surprised me the most was the Chris Statlander coming out the um the little arm claw machine that it, and that fucking made- throw of the glass. That hit Penelope so hard, I thought her nose was going to explode. I thought it was because that was hard. It, I, and it. and I actually liked uh, how Chris Statlander put her put her through that um, air air hockey table. Yeah, that was a much better I, I, looking bump than the week before with the uh, the two weeks before with the woman's no disqualification unsanctioned match. That was a better looking bump. And and um and she got better at doing it because the couple like before. Um, I I felt for some of her opponents when she did it because the the way that she landed with them was kind of um kind of kind of rough looking in a sense. Ouchie, ouchie. Yeah, ouchie. Not ouchie. good guy Elias always caring about the towel and getting hurt. You know, always, always <laughs> just <laughs> big Papa Elias. <laughs> I'm just glad Sting didn't fall uh, over to uh, this week. I I did like the Darby and Sting stuff actually. I I'm kind of excited for Matt Hardy and Darby if that's the way they're going to go. I thought it was a weird promo. Like I liked it too, and it was something that was fun. It was, it was. I liked it, but it came out of left field, right? Because like they haven't done yeah. anything to say that Big Money Matt and Darby are going to do anything. It they they haven't even done a good job of showing Matt Hardy wanting to be an active wrestler as much as he cares about his brand stuff. Being a manager, doing. yeah, right. Would so like you? it's weird that he's the one that they're 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 prodding him like. They're they're the ones poking the bear when like isn't it supposed to be Matt Hardy poking the bear technically right like he should be the one that's like you need to give me a, a big money match ma- title match because I'm big money Matt Hardy and I big money 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 money. Also, first quarter is now over, so Matt Hardy gets all his earnings now. What that was dumb. Well, the dark order spent all his money, so that they fucked that up. Me and you, we us three, we booked that so much better. With like broke ass Matt Hardy, like for a little while, and like man, we did such a better job with that gimmick pool than they did. Like, ugh. like having Rebby. We should have. We should. I'm gonna. I'm gonna write Tony again. Hold on. Hold on. Time to pull up the Twitter. Time to pull up the Twitter. Should I, should I only so, do Tony, or should I do Matt Hardy as well? At Tony Khan. How do you spell it? Tony K. Tony Khan. Gotcha. A-N. And. At, what is it? Is it Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy brand? brand? Yeah. 
Yeah, Matt Hardy. Brand, okay. Hey, I just want to point out that me and my buddies over at, do we have a, an account on Twitter at Weekly Wrestling Heat had some great ideas about how to book the last angle you did with Paige. But instead, it was not done all that well. If you need some advice, we will not charge. You know, no, we will not charge us up i'm good yep (laughs) there we go there's the the matt weekly tweet of the week all right so um overall thoughts of this week's AEW. oh i thought it was also a no hum show that i enjoyed a little bit better (laughs) and i only say that just to watch elias's head turn no i'm kidding um this show Two things happened that I appreciate, and I know you did too, Elias. They did not once bring up NXT moving to Tuesday. Yeah. Which I, I know that you appreciated. Um, no, and... I'm waiting for BTE. I'm waiting for BTE. <laughs> that's, for that well, that's happen. different. That's different. That's a show that's meant to break fourth walls and stuff like that. Like, that's kind of their thing. So that makes sense. Anyways, um, this show was a very consistent show, which is what I liked about it. It was very consistent from the start. Wasn't this a pre-tape show? I actually don't know. I think this was a P-tape show, so yeah. I think we'll see something about NXT Moving to Tuesday next week. Interesting. We'll see. You want to bet on it? No, not really. Do you want to bet on it? <laughs> I'll, make really. I'll make a fun wager. What's I'll your wager? NXT has higher viewership than AEW next week. What are we betting? What are we betting? What are we betting? We got to bet something fun. First Tattoo. Round let's bet. Let's bet. Let's bet it in fantasy. No, because we have other people involved in that. No, I have an idea. Let's uh, whoever whoever wins has to. Uh, so if 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 you win, I go to the store and I go to the tattoo aisle at Walmart or wherever, and I send you all the tattoos I can find, and whichever one you pick, I will get. I will put the tattoo right on my bicep for the for the girls to see with the guns. You know. Yeah, the, but I'm hairy, so that won't work. No, it's going to be even better for you because then when it comes off, it's going to like hurt. So I like this idea. No, that's lame. This is a great idea. This is a great idea. If we don't come up with it right now, boys, we're not going to do it. Um. Okay. If if I think she has higher viewership, me and you will do a twenty-four hour episode of Weekly Wrestling. Oh my god, you're so terrible. You're so you don't even. I guess there's not going to be a bet, but we'll uh, just do a, a Matt, handshake. Are, are you going to be in with our prediction episode Tuesday or no? Probably not. Okay. Do you want to send in your predictions and we'll let the audience know what it is? Uh, for what? For takeover? Takeover? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not predicting takeover. Okay. I'll look at the big right, matches so- and maybe I'll do like one or two, but I don't know. I don't know enough. I don't follow it. I don't follow it. Yeah, no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. All right. So here's, don't a- judge me. I'm sorry. Okay, guys, just don't judge me. I'm sorry. So here's, here's a quick update on next week's schedule. So we'll, me and okay. uh, Moise will be on next Tuesday night at eight o'clock PM CST uh, predictions for NXT takeover Sunday delivered night one and two. Um, we'll be back on next Friday um, at seven 30. Yeah. Uh, PM Central 
for a recap show of both AEW and um, NXT TakeOver Night we'll 1 and 2. We'll probably focus more on the a- NXT Night 1 and 2, honestly. Like, I yeah. don't... Unless there is something big, like a main event that matters that happens on AEW, because they didn't even sell all that much into next week, other than uh, the like uh, Young Bucks match, yeah, yeah. But we know what's going to happen with that match too. I bet we can, let's let's call that match. Let's predict it real quick. What do you what do you think is going to uh, happen? No, no, no contest. I think it's going to be DQ as well. Yeah. Um, and then we'll be back on. We will be back on Tuesday, Monday night. Is it Monday? Monday night, yeah. Monday. Monday night, yeah. Monday night. At, no, not at, Monday night. Not at, Monday night. No, it's going to be okay, Tuesday. Tuesday, because I can't do Mondays. It's going to be the thirteenth and then the fifteenth. So we're going to do. Yeah. You guys are going to come in on on. Did you say the sixth on Tuesday? Then we're going to do Friday yep. together. Then we're going to do the thirteenth together, and then we're going to do the sixth, the fifteenth together. Back on Thursday. Hey, you guys know the thirteenth. Uh, NXT will be live. Damn. <laughs> Damn. We got to do something for for Mania though right away. We do, we do. Um, <sighs> we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk off the air. We'll talk, we'll talk. Anyways, look at us for Tuesday or Sunday after WrestleMania, either okay. way. Uh, so, um, so that's that's that. That's the end of the show. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Uh, follow us on our weekly Wrestling Heat Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Weekly Wrestling Heat TV. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Weekly Wrestling Heat. And we will be back again with another episode. WrestleMania week is upon us. You're going to see more of us. So Welcome from me, Matt, me, Matt and Boyce, Mania. we are officially out. Everybody, peace out. Peace. Bye. Goodbye.